They're nothing but hate peddlers playing off fear and ignorance to turn human against alien. But I won't have it here. Not on Babylon 5. I want these scum, Michael. I want them bad. To my best. The problem is there's too many who agree with them and even more who just don't give a damn. Then make them give a damn. Welcome to Who Are You? Babylon 5 Watchcast, hosted by two strangers who get to know each other while bonding over and making jokes about one of their favorite TV shows, Babylon 5. I'm Trafair. And I'm Laura. And Laura, it's my turn to ask, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Do you know who I am? Well, I'm one of those people who can't keep a surprise a secret. Yeah. Yeah. I I struggle with this a lot. Like my husband knows that there's about a 50-50 chance each birthday or Christmas or other gift-giving holiday that I'm just going to give it away before the, the time comes. Mm-hmm. This goes back a long ways. When I was, oh, probably about this age that I was watching Babylon 5, you mm-hmm. know, little Laura. Yeah. My dad used to rely on me to help pick my mother's Christmas present every year because he always got her jewelry and he is a physicist. So he has no sense of like style. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and one year, you know, he took me to the big city to go to the jewelry stores and pick out something for mom. And we found her this really nice uh ruby ring that had you know a ruby in the shape of a heart and some diamonds and the thing that was popular in the 90s and we got her that for christmas and because we lived in the country all of the christmas shopping was done in the big city right so a couple days later my mom packs me up in the car to go to the big city to pick out dad's christmas present Mm -hmm. and as we're driving in the car i notice (laughs) that there's a ring on my mom's hand that looks awfully familiar. Mm-hmm. And it's a little ruby heart ring with diamonds around it that <laughs> literally we just picked out. Yeah. And little Laura's having a tiny panic attack there in the passenger seat <laughs> next to her mom, trying to figure out, what do I do? What do I do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we literally just got her this. And so I asked, you know, very casually, I'm sure, Mom, where did you get that ruby ring? And she said, oh, well, you and your dad picked this out for Christmas last year. And I said, (laughs) I'm just dying. Yeah. Little Laura there with her, you know, bad curly haircut and her, you know, uh, her bitten nails. Because we talked about how I was a nail biter last time. I have to hear about that, but continue. Yeah. So she's just sitting there panicking. And I couldn't, you know, it's an hour from home in the country to the big city. And Mm -hmm. finally, I come up to this conclusion that, okay, I just have to come clean. There's no way around this. I I have to come clean. And I told my mom the whole thing. I said, mom, dad and I just picked out that same ring for your Christmas present. (laughs) And she thought it was hysterical, you know, as as mom's hilarious. Yeah. 
<laughs> and it was objectively pretty funny. So we hatched a little plan and we went to the jewelry store where mm-hmm. dad and I were going to have to take the ring back to. Yeah. And we looked around and we picked something else, you know, Yeah, that she could like, that she didn't already have. <laughs> <laughs> and I did actually keep that secret from my father for a while that I had noticed and that I had told my mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, I did have to ruin her surprise because we did a bad job trying to make a surprise. <laughs> we did a very bad job. And it I even had a, a habit of like going through her jewelry a little bit before to see what she already had. Mm-hmm. It, ha- it so happened that she had been wearing that ring that day. So I, the day I went through <laughs> the jewelry. You didn't see it, yeah. did not see it. But I should have <laughs> fucking remembered that we got that last Christmas. <laughs> Oh, well, you know, it all worked out in the end. And every now and again, I still get called in to help dad. And what I do is Mm -hmm. I talk to my mother first and say, so when dad calls Mm -hmm. (laughs) and asks me what to help him pick out, what should I pick out? (laughs) Yeah, good plan. Yeah, because I I don't really want to relive that one. So it's definitely affected my ability to keep surprises from people because Mm -hmm. I don't know, I just... If it's not super urgent matter or super important, then mm-hmm. my brain just wants to tell you. Like, if I got you a present, I just want to tell you about it. Mm-hmm. I just want you to know. And that's why I am really, really, really proud of myself. Because for two weeks, I have kept a secret. Yeah. And I'm going to send it to you now via email. Okay. Okay. Here it comes. Let me open up my email. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> Consider it a late birthday present. Thank you. You'll have to describe that for the, the listener. This is a commissioned piece of artwork that has Laura and I as Londo and Jakar, respectively. Mm-hmm. That's that's fantastic. Oh, my God. Super cute. I, I had the idea in my head, but I am not an artist. So I was like, well, got to find an artist. That's so good. That will actually, I have a frame that that will fit perfect in that has just been sitting because I've been trying to like decorate and put up more art and things in my (laughs) my office space. That is perfect. Oh my God. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) I guess it's sort of a gift for me too. So it's a little selfish, but (laughs) I I hope you would like it as much as I do. That's great. Thank you. You're welcome. I promised there would be a payoff to this bit. <laughs> you did. You did. And with that, I think we could go into our episode. Yeah, our our completely lighthearted fun episode. Yeah, that's not, a check that not, I cannot. I cannot. No, no. pay that check. Yeah. Uh, season one, episode eight, the War Prayer, mm. which is uh, named after a short story by Mark Twain. I found out. I felt like that was very literary. Yeah. I, didn't google it but i felt like one of those things yeah it's a uh, short story that is an indictment of war and blind nationalism mm-hmm. little appropriate yeah, little if, on the nose it but... feels like we're gonna get some topical content in here head on apply directly to the forehead we might just wow this episode though yeah i so i have two warnings for you on this episode okay <laughs> the first one is that 
I watched the episode as I'm doing. I'm watch, just watching it with my husband. Mm-hmm. And then I watch it later for the notes. Yeah. Well, I watched the episode, got into, you know, I was in Facebook one day and stumbled upon some comments on a uh, post that uh, I guess there were some rumors that JMS might be hinting at another Babylon 5 series. I saw this. Yeah. Yeah. And the first comment that I stumbled upon was someone telling J. Michael Straczynski not to make the series too woke. And that set me uh, off. I think you texted me. <laughs> I, might I think you have. texted me because it's been like a week and a half since you recorded. And I think that's about the right time frame for the message where you're just all like, I hate internet for like you. I hate every person on every Babylon 5 Facebook group. And I'm just all like, <laughs> yeah, sorry about nerd bros. They're the worst. Uh, yeah, no, I, I just was like, then I re- as I was rewatching this episode, I was like, too woke. This episode is hella woke, sir. This is the most woke episode. At least well, so far. I mean, at least so far, yeah. Right. Um, it's going to get more woke. It does. Are we just sure. not paying attention? I don't understand. And even in like, there was some, you know, there's obvious topical content that you just mm-hmm. referred to by telling us about the Mark Twain story. Yeah. But there's even unexpected topical content that I was highlighting here. So... That's my warning. I kind of went a little tinfoil hat because the internet pushed me in the wrong direction. So I'm really sorry. <laughs> As is the case. Um, you know, it's uh, the internet will do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it makes tinfoil hats of us all. Right. So this episode opens on Delenn talking to her friend, Mayem. Mm-hmm. And I had a straight up pause as soon as I saw her face. Because yeah. I'm all like, I know this face. Who is this person? Mm-hmm. And I Googled it. And I didn't know this person. She'd been on soap operas. I had no idea who this was. But I figured out who she was reminding me of. And that is the SNL cast member, Vanessa Bayer. I think unless you're Zoe Deschanel, quirky is like not really a compliment. Like, I think it means like you dress really funky, but you aren't real cute. I don't watch much SNL. <laughs> okay, that's... <laughs> Are there any famous skits that you can refer me to? Because I know my SNL by skits. I don't know it by people. Probably. I mean, she was on the cast for like seven years and she's been in all kinds of other stuff. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's crazy, but I thought she looked just like Mimbari Vanessa Bayer. Yeah. Well, I will review that and give you my take on it (laughs) after the podcast. Okay. (laughs) I want to point out in this scene that I feel very vindicated from our second episode reviewing the second half of the pilot mm-hmm. because in Delenn's first opening line, she refers to Mayan's last poem. And I was like, see, you know exactly what a poet is. You mm-hmm. were best friends with one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh. And there's so much like reference even back to that specific episode in this episode exactly i was i felt so vindicated you should have that's all i'm saying so anyways they're talking about her poem she's like oh i finally finished this one from college oh you remember that you know haha mm-hmm. fun yeah sure. and sure. uh she's like okay i'm gonna go to bed and then she gets stabbed yeah uh, which happens a bunch i feel like a lot of these cold opens involve murder i feel like that babylon 5 needs a better security system what is garibaldi even doing that's a good question well i mean that is the question delenn has after theme song and she Uh, is super right 
I want to point out one last thing about this scene, and Mm -hmm. that is that I noticed that her wind chime is still there. So congratulations on wind chime (laughs) continuity. (laughs) Yeah, so she got, uh, Mayan got assaulted in the hallway. Mm -hmm. And my husband actually asked, he was like, why can't she see these guys? Like with that cut back and forth, you see like a shadow. Yeah. And then her looking like confused, but it seems like it's just an open hallway. So what's going on here? I'm mm-hmm. really glad they answered that because I didn't have an answer for that in the moment. And it did yeah. look very silly. It did look silly, but they do answer it. Yeah. Like a, they do a lot of answering in this ep- episode. There's they a lot sure of do. There's a lot of stuff in this episode, um, including yeah. that. So we get theme song and then we get angry Delenn giving the angry boss speech about you, how you need to do better. And I'm just like, oh, oh, I've given this speech before. Uh, I read hit a little hard, home a little hard. Well, I, um, in this speech, I heard, you know, Delenn is obviously very angry about her friend's assault, her yeah. female friend's assault. Yes. And Garibaldi says, well, I offered her an escort and she didn't want it. Mm-hmm. And Delenn tells him to do better. Yeah. And I heard the voice of a lot of women in the last couple of decades telling the not all men to come get their man and do better. Do better. Yeah. So it felt really familiar. And then he says, there have been six incidents in the last two weeks like this. You insist on an S like, how do you Mm -hmm. let someone? Oh, or you completely failing at his job. Yeah. She she should tell you all her roots and you post guards. You need to just post more guards or right. get some cameras, Garibaldi. <laughs> Why are there no cameras on this station? And you know, in the pilot, we had the recorders that floated around. Why aren't those mm-hmm. why aren't those babies just floating Running, in the hallways? Right? I don't know. I don't know. Surveillance state, I guess. <laughs> oh yeah, there's that. I confess to spreading the rumor on orders from Grovesty. The war is not really with Eurasia, with Yeah, um, so then Garibaldi and Sinclair discuss the home guard after Delenn leaves. And I uh, think Sinclair refers to them as pro-Earth hate peddlers. Pro, yeah, hate peddlers playing off of fear and ignorance to turn human against alien. And I just exhaled and was just like, man, the 90s were wild that this could be something that's in the you know, the zeitgeist or culture. It seems so unbelievable that people would, you know, use fear and ignorance to play off of hatred and make people do things that were completely inhuman. That's, that's so bizarre and alien to me. It's, I just can't understand how that could ever possibly happen in reality, you know, and for them to be talking about it in the 90s, you would think, you know, I mean, I was, I was young, but I didn't think I was so young to not be aware of what was going on culturally in the world at that time like to be just have this happen and it be something that you could even put on a sci-fi tv okay i'm done (laughs) yeah 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 it's almost like there's nothing new and we just cycle through the same very general plots all the time throughout human history i don't understand I think JMS is a little prophetic in that way. Congrats. Yeah, a little too. Yeah, and then after they have their little discussion, then Jakar mm-hmm. comes and accosts Sinclair and yep. has the same point of view that uh, Sinclair As is. As he should, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. He says, you know, Sinclair, you need to answer for the actions of your people, which, I mean, <laughs> I, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and But Jakar, I think it's interesting to, to mo- note that his motivation is not about the Mimbari. I think he even says yeah. something like, I don't care about the Mimbari that got assaulted. I care about the Narn. Yeah. And I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> we just, like, missed the point, didn't we? <laughs> Yeah, so right and then back. and then Sinclair is just like, oh, I'll just throw every Narn on the station in the brig then. Yeah, like just, just no, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, but then we uh, see Mayan alive in uh, Med Bay, and she's mm-hmm. uh, been stabbed and branded. Yeah, and uh, the doctor's like, oh, we can take care of it. And she's like, no, no, you leave that. Yeah, it's gonna be a reminder. Well, that makes me so sad. Like, I, I don't know. It just gave me a lot of feels. And I also thought it was interesting that, you know, this, the brand that was the symbol of hate mm-hmm. was the, the male and female symbols. It right? did look a lot like that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was. What was it? Okay. Yeah. It wasn't a hundred. It looked like there might've been a little, I'm not sure if it was like the lighting or it looked like there was a little break in it. Cause I like wrote that. And I paused uh-huh. and I looked at it and I'm like, mm, maybe it's not. No, but if you I saw it, it too, then okay. Yeah. Yeah, that is interesting that that would be the symbol of the hate group. Yeah. And I, I get what it means in the universe at that time, you know, that those yeah, are two symbols women, of like humanity. Yeah. Humanity. But then it's like now we know so much more, you know, what is this 30 years later? Yeah. About gender and the gender binary and how like destructive yeah. that is and i was like it's so interesting when you view it in this context of today like well this... yeah and even 20 years ago like yeah it's actually i was actually thinking about this a lot um very recently uh, because fx just started putting out a show based on the comic why the last man i feel like i've heard about this i read that comic as it was coming out in the 2000s uh-huh. and i loved it and i'm really enjoying the show and i need to go back and reread the comics so if i just don't remember there not being any trans people in the comic then that's just me not remembering it and that's mm-hmm. that's on my memory but it's such a huge part of the show already and the main premise of the show is that every person with a y chromosome dies yeah like, i, I was starts. kind of getting that from the yeah. title okay yeah, except for one guy whose name is Yorick and mm-hmm. it's a whole thing. And so it's just like, it's so interesting to me because like there's even a line with the president in the beginning where it's all like, you haven't found any other men. It's all like, we found plenty of men, just none with a Y chromosome. And it's just like, thank you. Like, oh, it's just like the gender yeah. awareness of the show with, and then like, there's a couple trans characters that we've seen already. And I think what they're going to do is there was a like group in the comic that was the Amazons. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, oh, well, women rule shit. And so they would all like, they all cut off one of their boobs, like the le- old legends, you know, yeah. better archers, which is bullshit, by the way. But <laughs> it would not make you a better archer. Mm-hmm. You just hold the bow out a little. It's fine. Regardless, <laughs> I think they're making that group more of a trans group instead. Okay. Which is a super interesting and cool way to take it. And I hope it remains respectful and cool and good and not terrible i have a feeling it's mm-hmm. going to be um because they've got a bunch of trans actors in it and yeah. if they're so. making the effort on that 
level yeah. of actually hiring trans actors, I think that the take will probably be pretty sensitive. So cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Like they were like raiding pharmacies for testosterone and stuff. Like it was a whole thing. So yeah, awareness. And it's just like, to me, it's just like with this, I'm 99% sure this wasn't in the comic. Once again, maybe it was, it was definitely less if it was, because mm-hmm. it's very prominent in the show so far. And so just like the amount of like growth as a society in uh, gender awareness mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good. It's cool to see. Yeah. Um, and so for plots like this, I would be excited to see a reboot of Babylon 5, like just a remake. Yeah. I would be happy to see these different takes and see, you know, what these what moments. They do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think we talked about it earlier too, that originally Delenn was supposed to be trans. There's a bit of that in the original bit of the show. That's why Delenn in the pilot is much more masculine. Oh, okay. But played yeah. by a, an actress and yeah. there was going to be that transition. In but, these early costumes, they definitely did not play up the fact that she has a female shape. Yeah. Even everything's kind of a potato sack in season one to me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that's for that reason is they weren't sure what way they were going to take it until they had gotten a couple more episodes in. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. So where were we in the episode? Gosh. The detainees just came in. We get a little bit. We found out that Ivanova inherited not Vanova's coffee plant. Oh, yes. I, I laughed I appreciated so hard. that. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun a little bit. <laughs> and so she goes and gets these detainees who are two young Centauri who are looking for Ambassador Kato. They roll off the bat yes. and it's all like, oh, that's Vera. This is going to be fun. Like, right? this, this is a, a good comedy bit. Let's do it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they're the B story. Yep. Love and it. then Ivanova is encountered by some guy and she almost cares. Yeah. I did not have the same reaction to this as when Catherine showed up, you know? Right. I've got notes on this guy. I I had an inkling that this is where that plot was going. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't remember a C plot in this episode because there isn't. There's an A plot and a B plot. Yeah. You think and it's a C, C plot. dude. <laughs> yeah, but it's really it's really just the two. Yeah, I ooh, I didn't yeah. look up this actor. I kind of I probably should have looked up the actor just to see if it was anybody of note. But I was so not into this character i did not care <laughs> he's so fucking creepy yeah i mean we'll talk about it as more stuff happens throughout the episode because mm. i've got i'm sure you've got stuff too but i was just like fuck this guy just immediately yeah. i saw this guy i'm just like mm, mm, no no my my sense of evil's going off i don't like you mm-hmm. same and it, he has a he is a very like quasi british villain yeah, the, the accent thing going on in the Malcolm name. Yeah. Yeah. Bad vibes all around. Have you ever noticed how in Hollywood movies all the villains are played by Prince? Yeah, I I think I wrote his name down once just because he didn't really deserve one, in my opinion. Yep. Even at this point, I literally wrote some guy in my notes. Uh-huh. But we go back to the B story and we get to find mm-hmm. out that th- these are Veer's cousins and he has sort of misrepresented. Well, one, one of them is his cousin. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's an important distinction <laughs> that is an important detail i'm so sorry i can't believe i wrote that in my notes my oklahoma's showing i guess <laughs> i would not have made that joke <laughs> but you can I, I can't right it's fine one of those things <laughs> so one of them is veer's cousin which yeah explains his misrepresentation which is very very funny mm-hmm. 
and uh, yeah, they're brought before uh, Sinclair and Londo for having stolen credit chips. Mm-hmm. And they are remanded to Londo's custody. So we cut over and some guy is up to some shit. Malcolm mm-hmm. finds Ivanova and just finds her. Oh, yes. He is very and it's all like, forward. We used to talk and fuck. <laughs> and it's just like, come on, dude. I think she knows that, sir. She's Jesus. I hope, I hope she was cognizant of it then. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, this guy is so creepy. It's such a manipulation move to one, yeah. find somebody that, you know. Find your ex, right? Go at work. She's basically at work, right? Yeah. So he, he finds her and then he calls up their past to manipulate her. I was just like, nah, I do not like this. Men are trash. Fuck this guy. Surely Ivanova can see right through this, but she's given him a lot of benefit of the doubt, I feel like. Too much. I am Too much. But yeah. we'll get there. Yeah. And then we get the bit about what does love have to do with marriage? So Londo gets to ex- exposition at them for a little bit and be uh, pompous, which is his specialty. So, yeah. yeah. And I think it's interesting that we should note that he says that he believes being Centauri requires great sacrifice. Yeah. So just being a Centauri. And then they're like, uh, Rumble, rumble, it makes you Centauri. And they're just like, but it's unfair. So he just drinks. Uh huh. And then we because get Garibaldi. And yeah, and then we get Garibaldi interrogating some racist fuck who I mostly just tuned out. Yeah. I thought that it was very interesting that they coded this racist fuck there with a Southern American accent. Yes. <laughs> yes. That was, that was a choice that mm-hmm. was made. Yep. Yep. Even though he's a pretty generic person, but he was pretty generic. Yeah, but it is it is interesting that he does have that that accent for Mm -hmm. sure. That's a good call out that apparently still exists in 2350, whatever. (laughs) I mean, so does Malcolm's British accent. Stiff upper lip is key. Well, that's true. Okay, fine. (laughs) We should note that uh, the coded racist had an illegal weapon. Yes. we can't prove anything else about this coded racist. Well, yet they're going to test the blood on the dagger on the weapon because the weapon right. is you find someone with a weapon, illegal weapon that has recently been used. You arrest them like, yeah, you don't, you don't see someone with a smoking gun and go, oh, did you kill somebody? You're like, oh, you it just fired an illegal fire. Like unless you're a white man. Oh, yeah. Sorry. And I'm in America in general, <laughs> just, you know, like at a place where right. guns are illegal. We're if getting you see someone woke. who had just fired a gun. <laughs> getting too woke, man. It's fine. No yeah. such thing. Oh. Right. And then, uh, yeah, so pending investigation. And then uh, Sinclair goes to Kosh. She's watching MTV. Oh, I was going to say Google Earth, but yeah, yours is uh, good, too. <laughs> and he's just like, yo, aliens getting stabbed. And uh, Sinclair is just like, hey, this TV, is this going to play Ed Lover? And then Kosh just takes a nap. Yeah, I, I think that's interesting in this conversation that uh, Sinclair has basically come here to ask Kosh for his help, right? Yeah. And I, I wondered as I absorbed that, I was like, he's asking Kosh to speak with the other races. Is that because Kosh was attacked on the station and almost died, but he didn't die, so it's okay. So Sinclair would like him to reassure people. Yeah, I didn't die. You guys will be fine. Yeah, I was like, this is a really weird choice to go ask the guy who almost died in the pilot to come reassure everyone that the station is safe. 
I feel like we only get this so that they can bring up the bit about the encounter suits later. Uh-huh. And so that they can show that Kosh has his eye yeah. on everybody's ring doorbells and yeah. what have you. And uh, that he's super mysterious because he basically fucks off right in the middle of the conversation. Right. Yeah. Just like, he, like just takes a nap and it's a room filled with smoke. I just assumed he was high. I've been in this room in college. <laughs> nice. Go check on your friend. MTV is on. They start a conversation and then fall asleep. It's definitely happened to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the college experience. Right. Avanova gets sent to Rose by Creep, who now mm-hmm. tells her that he knows where she lives. Right. Fucking creepy, bro. Like. The worst. He's the worst. Yeah. Like. <laughs> fuck. But after that, that's when Sinclair finally answers. Yeah. Or asks, at least, the burning question on everyone's mind from the pilot. Where the fuck is Kasha's hand? <laughs> it's a suit. Right. What's going on? And it doesn't make sense. I, I was wondering, with, with Ivanova's reply, I was like, so basically, is she just saying that he let himself be poisoned? Or his suit doesn't do what we think it does? Or it, yeah, it was very interesting that they didn't even really like answer the question as much as say, hey, it could be a couple of these things. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Nice attempt to address your own continuity. It made me laugh. And I get yeah, to be I appreciate it for sure. <laughs> After this, Lando is pissed at the kids and calls his wives pestilent, famine, and death. Mm-hmm. I thought this was super interesting uh-huh. because there's one missing there, mm-hmm. right? War is missing. Well, that's Londo, right? Well, that's the thing. Is it Londo? Because that's foreshadowing. Uh-huh. Or is it Adira? Because that's also foreshadowing. Oh, that is a good question. Yeah. yeah. It can't be an accident. I mean, Adira's show ghost is... is all over this episode, right? Because, yeah. you know, he talks about how he's, he's 75 million light years away from his, yeah. his, from his wives. wives. Yeah. For a reason, but we saw how affectionate he was with Adira a few episodes ago. Yeah. And basically, she, he loved her and she chose to go away. But he's basically telling these little lovebirds who showed up on his doorstep, if I can't be happy, you can't be happy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, it, it, this plot line just rings with. That if I can't have it, why should they attitude? And of course, we get a nice little turnaround on it. But yeah, it it was another interesting topical idea that showed up in an unexpected way. Yeah. Yeah, I do wonder if it was meant to be Lando or meant to be Adira. Yeah, we'll have to analyze that when we get Tweet JMS, yeah. (laughs) Or tweet him. (laughs) Hey, in this episode, you said this thing. (laughs) <laughs> apparently he's so the scripts are all for sale on amazon right and I someone asked that. him about yeah you can buy all of the scripts for this show shit dude <laughs> and he had said something about how there's a lot of like extra notes about production and other things in there too there's like stuff that didn't make it in each episode in those so maybe maybe that's something we gotta I, look into i, I hope at least get expensive. our hands on one or two right yeah I mean, we gots to 
We'll figure it out. We should do table I... reads. <laughs> <laughs> After we get through every episode, maybe. Yeah. Maybe yeah, that's what sure. we'll do. Instead of doing uh, Battlestar. So say we all. Or something else like we were talking about. Just keep keep recycling Babylon 5 until Just they make it going. that. Yep. So you make that remake, JMS. Yep. <laughs> Such is our burden. Sisyphus mm-hmm. in the Babylon 5 folder. <laughs> Oh, man. I can't believe Malcolm got Ivanova to go to dinner. I'm right. bad about that. Yeah, it's, they go to Breath of Fresh Air, and she got done up. She got done up. She did her like, hair. She did she her nails. Did. Baby, how you feeling? She did makeup, everything. She got a nice little side bun thing yeah. going on, which I didn't know was a weakness of mine until I saw this scene again. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is a whole thing. Yeah, uh, but she I never regretted she leaving him. him. Right, that was the best. Did you regret leaving me? One, fuck you for asking that question. Mm-hmm. That's rude as shit, but did mm-hmm. you regret leaving me? No. And very, very entitled. Just, just <laughs> no. Just right there with it. Like, So mm. did she get did up because she was interested in him and, you know, have another little fling? Or did she get did up as revenge? The fact that they go back to her place tells us the answer to that question and i'm not happy about the answer well okay we can we'll get there okay (laughs) because i have different opinions about what was going on there okay so he tells her that he's decided to move here and do Mm -hmm. business here yeah oh yeah bt dubs i'm just moving to where you work and live and i'm going to live and work here now too and remember i know where you live and remember i found you on the promenade and remember, I saw you at the air. Well, I guess seeing him, seeing at the uh, entrances. Yeah, yeah, that was that was more of a coincidence. But just like, fucking creep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I love that when he tells her that though, she does chug the rest of her drink. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, fuck, I feel that. Yep, yep. But we find out that Garibaldi let the coded racist go. Yeah, because. He's hoping he's got this guy tailed and that he's going to attract the attention of the home guard. Yeah. Because we think they're here and we want to figure out who they are. And then um, the racist jumped the Centauri kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, his cousin's in a coma. Yeah. And we get to see the shadow suit. So it makes yeah. a little more sense once we get. Yeah. We get a little part, bit idea what's going on. Yeah. We get to see that. Oh, something. There's some technology here that was active in that first scene as well. Mm-hmm. And after this, Jakar incites a riot. Come on, Bill. Raise more. You can be captain. I'm going to be sergeant. Yeah. I don't think this is the only time we get to say that in this yeah. experience either. Have we <laughs> I think already he does this a couple of times. I don't think so, but I think this <laughs> yeah. is Jakar's first riot. So yeah. good on him. So yeah, this is a this is a real one of those both sides scenes because you know Jakar is inciting a riot, but he's not yeah. totally wrong. If we had not, six, I would not attacks, describe him as wrong. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. eight now with the well six plus the Mimbari plus the Centauri, so right. nine people have been attacked. Right. Assuming each one was a person of the six incidents previously was they were singles. Yeah, <sighs> it's seems a little unsafe here so it does and then we cut to some drowsy attacking Mm -hmm. the the coded racist with some illegal weapon or yeah the bunch of racist cool i'm here for it yeah (laughs) (laughs) big mood yep 
And then Ivanova is uh, a little drunk. And she has to deal with the dude who walked her home and wants to stay over because okay. he, he asks to stay okay. the night, but she does not respond. You know, that's fair. Okay. She thankfully gets interrupted by a work call. Yeah. <laughs> and gets to throw, gets a reason to throw him out. So I was yeah. totally okay. okay. With My read was okay. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Yeah. I'll take that read that. I like that read better. Just like for my Ivanova, you know, mm -hmm. just for her. And also, I laughed really hard at Sinclair's face when they talked on the TV briefly. And he yeah, talked someone like, in her apartment. Oh, like, I'm sorry. We've got a problem with a bunch of racists in a riot. So come on, man, race war. Bring her. Yeah. I feel like you were cool about the whole Catholic thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so Garibaldi is uh, debriefing Sinclair on mm -hmm. the results of the, the end of that riot there. Ivanova shows up. And I was clapping for her so hard the way she shut down that unsolicited comment on her appearance. Right. Like, yeah. Garibaldi, you really do have better things to do right now. <laughs> I'm telling you, he just, he's the loudest person mentally. If Talia <laughs> was in the room, she would have hit him. Yeah. <laughs> so they let her know what's going on. They, they clue her into all of this. Yeah, where the hell's Talia this at? This whole episode falls apart with a telepath, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it does. Okay. Yeah. That's why. Well, you could have thrown her in there, but had some business about, you know, unauthorized scan, not allowed. Like, well, even like you'd know that the, like you'd sense the invisible people. <laughs> like, I, I oh, guess, good I don't point. know. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I was because thinking they want to do the violence. So like, they'd be loud. Like, you wouldn't be able to tune them out, probably. Yeah. You could, if you, if you introduced her for just a moment, then you could like, make that surveillance state kind of argument and maybe that's where it would go today mm -hmm. is like you know her well, resisting because that's an invasion of privacy like maybe they ask her to do something that she can yeah. or something i mean and honestly just speaking to the themes of the show in general mm -hmm. there is a lot of commentary on like 1984 surveillance state stuff right. but it is almost exclusively with the psychor yeah so maybe you don't want to you know Bring that bell too early and smooth peanut butter in the same show. Yeah, yeah. You know, you want to keep them their own separate things. <laughs> and after this, we find out racist Malcolm is a racist fuck too. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, there was such a good cut in here. There's such a good fucking cinematic move because it starts with Garibaldi and Sinclair watching the footage, right? Mm -hmm. And it cuts to the footage. And then when it cuts back, it's them showing that footage to Ivanova. You want to see some magic? Oh my God, you're David Blaine! David Blaine! <laughs> the one thing, thing was incredible. <laughs> oh, yeah. So they watched it. We're like, oh shit, that's the guy from that Ivanova had in her room. Mm -hmm. We need to get her and show her this. And so they show us that all of that without telling us. They just cut and she's there now. Yeah. And it's just like you automatically, your brain understands what's happening, right? Mm -hmm. And you make that logical leap, but they do it without her being there to initially discover. So it's them showing her. Yeah. Super good. Very smooth. Very well done. Appreciate the storytelling touch a great deal. Yeah. Bravo. I, I liked that. And so they're going to hatch a plot mm -hmm. to kind of trap him since they've got an in with Ivanova. Yeah. Um, and I really like the other thing about this too is Ivanova's like, I've got one condition. And the yeah. trope here like what you're 
not what we were expecting because we've seen the show and also like we understand the character mm-hmm. but what you would be expecting as a first-time viewer of the series is probably for her to be like you know my boyfriend doesn't get chill time or something mm-hmm. you know like let's yeah. spare malcolm yeah you know and no it's i'm taking this fuck down yeah it's <laughs> it's the revenge request it's so not the favor. yeah it's so uh, her to subvert that trope i love it it's mm-hmm. so good yeah she's great yeah londo and veer did go to visit aria and kieran mm-hmm. and aria wants to stay but dr franklin wants her to go and londo is trying to take them away i guess yeah or take her away and the mayan is there the poet mm-hmm. and she gets up and she appeals to londo's better nature and says yeah. you know that she aria should be with kieran that her presence will may may help kieran the healing and process yeah if it doesn't help kieran it will at least help her when he does pass mm-hmm. and i thought that was really nice i thought that was a a great sentiment that, yeah no no londo totally deserves all of the shit that he gets in this yes scene. and i think it's interesting that she says all sentient beings are best divined by their capacity and need for love and londo's response is then she will learn to live without it mm-hmm. so she so what he's saying is that she will not be defined by her best by her her she will not be be best she will not yeah. be her best because she needs to follow duty instead instead of be mm-hmm. her best person and i was like what does this say about a society yeah and the society that he loves so much that he think that they think that it better functions when young people aren't sentient beings right aren't aren't exercising their capacity for love and and we don't know how young these people are we know that they're i mean they refer to them as children consistently yes they look young we don't know how young well i think there's an implication yes yeah we we find out later that they're not of adult age so they're probably like i'm gonna guess equivalent to 16 whatever that would be i don't know how centauri age Mm -hmm. right but i would guess 16 seems right yeah so these people are not legally adults yeah and they are both about to be married off to older richer people Mm -hmm. wow what is that does that sound like anything right yeah that's yeah this is an advanced society with spaceships sir Mm -hmm. (laughs) why are we still using child marriage (sighs) <sighs> and after this we get like one of londo's most famous speeches which is the my shoes are too tight mm-hmm. and i've forgotten how to dance my shoes are too tight excuse me something my father said yeah and man every time i watch this it's like if you're just like i don't get it and londo's like nor should you yeah and there's a callback to this in later seasons and i don't know this time i mean having watched the show most of the way through watching this scene i straight up almost cried yeah it's real heavy like knowing what he actually means and what he's actually talking about at this point especially Mm -hmm. like you said earlier with the weight of adira so recent Mm -hmm. it's so heavy yeah i i think that we you and i are at the right point in our lives that we both had at least one moment as well that we maybe felt like our shoes were too tight 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, maybe you've just organized your life better than mine, but (laughs) I don't think it matters how well you organize your life. Life happens around you sometimes. And this is definitely one of those things. Yeah. It's a real heavy scene. So, so well done. Well done. And after this, we get the banquet. Mm -hmm. So uncomfortable. Sinclair puts on a face. Yeah. And Delenn sees what's up immediately. I love that this is completely nonverbal, but he like does the thing, right? And he kind of like, even like kind of turns his head towards Malcolm without looking at him a little. So like, he's like projecting his voice about his kind of like coded displeasure towards him. And Delenn is just like, oh fuck. And just like grabs her friend in pieces. Oh, okay. Right? Like immediately. I I didn't read it that way. I was caught in the surface level of very uncomfortable. Like, I can't yeah. believe that Sinclair is saying these things to Delenn, who is his friend. Well, that's you're right. Is, she is his friend. So she would yeah. know something is up. Yeah. She immediately caught yeah. something was up. And the the other alien, whose name I forget, is super offended. Right. She's like, oh, well, yes. Like, she's like upset. Poor and fish Delenn's, lady. Fish lady's real upset. And Delenn's just like, takes her, pulls her aside. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Oh, that wasn't that wasn't really him. I know this guy. Like it's trust. Just, eh. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. it's not like this. I hope so because I was like, oh, that's so uncomfortable. I don't like to see Sinclair yeah. act like that because he's so different. He's yeah, so different. he's so different. But I mean, he's putting on a face and he's doing yeah. a good job of it. Probably because as a veteran. Probably has some experience with people like this. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe that's what they're trying to say. You yeah. know, there's some kind of references to that throughout the episode. Right. But they're trying to catch Mr. Q and on right now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're after Q. And so uh, they go back to someone's quarters. It wasn't Sinclair's. I don't think it was Ivanova's. I couldn't catch tell based off the art. They go back to someone's oh, quarters. Yeah, I didn't check that. Yeah, the airplane thing wasn't in the background, so I knew it wasn't Sinclair's. And mm-hmm. they talk more, and Malcolm just goes hard recruitment mode. Yeah. He says he, some racist shit, and he's just like, we're going to need a gesture that puts every alien in their place. Yeah. He goes full hate peddler. Listen, we need to prepare now for what the globalists have planned, which is the 79 days of hell. Oh, yeah. Exposes that plot to, you know, assassinate the ambassadors here on Babylon 5 and back mm-hmm. on Earth. And he's oh, yeah. doing so much hate. And all I could think about this whole time, I'm like tuning out the the hateful rhetoric. And I'm just thinking about that line that all sentient beings are best defined by their capacity and need for love. And this chunk yeah. is just spewing hate, hate, hate. It's so important that yeah. this B storyline is this B storyline for this A storyline. <laughs> it's so important because they are entwined. S- they are twined. Yeah, they are. They are dancing around each other and never interacting. And they mm-hmm. there's commentary on on the plots without it they're actually being it's so good. Yeah. This episode is so well structured. We cut to Londo, who tells the kids they're gonna be like adopted-ish by his cousin. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it'll be super prestigious and they'll get to learn about our culture. And then they'll get to decide what to do with their lives because their parents will be taken out of the picture. And mm-hmm. Lando's cousin will just be like, marry whoever the fuck you want. Yeah. I really liked that. This is like, this is Londo's like Mr. Scrooge Christmas morning moment, right? right? <laughs> yeah. He's been visited by his three ghosts. 
<laughs> and he's seen the error of his ways and he does what he can to get these two young people who are the next generation mm -hmm. to be able to make their own choices about love. And I thought maybe this is projecting something better for the Centauri race. Like maybe, maybe this is yeah. where we get yeah, way down the road, <laughs> mind you, because we kind of yeah. know some things that happen to the Centauri race later. But like, yeah. this is a step toward that progression. So after this, Malcolm takes Sinclair and Ivanova to the meeting spot with their cell suits. They find out their Earth Force prototypes. Uh, we mm -hmm. get the whole deal with the assassinating all the ambassadors, not just on Babylon 5, but back on Earth. Right. Ivana was just like, that's going to take hundreds of people. And they're just like, yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah. I love the foreshadowing that this technology is the shadow suit. Right. So good. Like, so good. Hmm, where did we get this? Where did, where did the shadow suit come from? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Let's see. After this, the loyalty test, which is like, no, that's Ozzy Mendez. This guy is not. Do you seriously think I'd explain my masterstroke to you if there were even the slightest possibility you could affect the outcome? I triggered it 35 minutes ago. Like, yeah. loyalty test, then the plan. That's how it works. You don't tell the plan and then do the loyalty test. Right. And then uh, Sinclair gives him the softest punch I've ever seen on camera. He's just like, <laughs> just barely touches this dude. It but It sounded good, out. though. Yeah, yeah. The, the Foley crew did their work. Right. For and sure. Did anyone go get Mrs. Fish Lady? Like, it seems like she got thrown think, to the floor. Yeah. And if I were Ivana versus Sinclair, you know, Sinclair decks the guy. She's like Shouldn't an ambassador. Somebody grab right? Fish Lady? Oh my God. And then all the racists get shot and uh, taken off yep. the station. They're all arrested in their like prison jumpsuits and stuff as they get taken off. How could you side with them? They're oh, more yeah. human than you, but you wouldn't understand that. Burn. And then True, she goes off to drink burn. with the aliens. Yep. <laughs> I don't know you anymore. I never knew you. Boom. Yep. And that's the up. Yeah. I love that she got to end that fight pointing the gun on Mr. Yeah. Q and on. Like, you, you know then that she's looking for revenge not leniency for sure mm -hmm. yeah i just there was a lot for me to unpack in this episode i didn't feel that way after i watched it the first time i just thought oh okay we learned mm -hmm. some important stuff and whatever and then i got in a different headspace and i was like whoa whoa yeah it's a heavy episode it's really well done it's a really good episode and it says a lot of important things not just about the world but about society in general which is yeah good sci-fi yeah, I mean, I just, you know, I, I came back, I come back to that line from Mayan about all sentient beings are best defined by their capacity and need for love. And I was like, so I think Londo especially <clears throat> needs to remember mm -hmm. that. Sorry. <clears throat> Londo especially needs to remember this because the moment you lose sight of that is the road to becoming a monster, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I think that there, there are so many different varieties of the Christian church, right? Mm -hmm. But if you go back to the source document, if you will, <laughs> with, of questionable uh, <laughs> usefulness for sure. But in the, the source document, there's 
statement, and I'm not one of those Oklahomans who can quote the exact place of scripture in the Bible. I'm very sorry, listener. That is not a skill I acquired. But there's a statement about faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. Mm -hmm. And love gets divined a lot of different ways in, especially that culture at the time, you know, but the groups that forget about the love and place a lot of emphasis on the faith. Yeah. I don't know. What if, what if losing the love is how we lose our, you know, sentience? <laughs> yeah. So the greatest of these is love guys. That's, that's important, <laughs> I think. And I think mm -hmm. it's, I think it's so interesting that an atheist wrote the show. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I never would have guessed it if we hadn't, <laughs> if we hadn't done research, to be honest. Yeah. So. But what do we have up next week? We have uh, season one, episode nine, and the sky full of stars. Sinclair is abducted by two mysterious beings. They probe his subconscious memory to learn what happened during the Battle of the Line. That's yeah. not what the description doesn't say that, but that's what it it's it doesn't say the name of the battle but it should so we're gonna revisit the pilot again yes. basically look for some of those answers to all those questions we asked yeah yeah i i don't remember this episode i do okay yeah um, this one kind of went right over my head this is it's it's interesting it's assuming i'm remembering correctly i think it's good but there's a lot of, this is like one of the big plot heavy episodes. Like there's a lot of like world building, what is going on kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it'll be a good one. I'm curious if it'll be as heavy. Like, I feel like we've had I, I don't. I don't think it's, it's definitely not heavy, as heavy thematically. I'm yet. excited. Can't wait. Yep. And we'll, we'll go over it next week. Yeah. So thank you to Jeremy Siegel for our theme music. Um, and thank you to Angry Duck Time Machine on uh, Instagram for the artwork that I <laughs> will no doubtedly we will be sharing with the yeah I'm audience, sure yeah of course we'll put yes. that up on our our uh, whatever our social media we end up with when we decide to start getting social media when we decide to start releasing this podcast yeah 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 all those things we got <laughs> those things a lot to do <laughs> there's uh, a bunch to do <laughs> <laughs> and Angry Duck Time Machine does a lot of. D, D character commissions which is oh, that's fun i thought hmm, this might work for that yes yeah um so if you need any D, D character commissions highly recommend 10 of 10 you know five stars would purchase again <laughs> yeah no it's an excellent commission i'm totally gonna get a print of it and put it in that frame and put it up on my wall in the office fantastic i'm glad you like it <laughs> thank you so much all right see everybody next week see you next week I don't know why I waved. That's that's 100% lore. That's on brand.